Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihuda amma ba'd. We welcome our dear brothers and sisters tonight to the third lesson regarding the series titled The Believer and the Date Palm. And we have been covering the similarities which the people of knowledge have derived between the mu'min and the date palm tree. And the reason why our scholars have made an effort into this comparison is because the comparison between the mu'min and the date palm has been mentioned throughout the Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet And we've taken a number of similarities and today we will take a few more insha'Allah. First and foremost, or the first similarity between the believer and the date palm with us tonight is that the date palm, my brothers and sisters, is a tree that is Mubarak. It is considered to be a tree that's full of blessing. And the mu'min is also full of barakah. He is also full of blessing. And this is taken from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma who said while we were sitting with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam some fresh dates were brought to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said there is a tree from among the trees which is as blessed as a Muslim there is a tree from among the trees which is as blessed as the Muslim. So here the Prophet ﷺ compared its barakah to the barakah of the Muslim. So Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, I thought it was the date palm tree and I wanted to say it. Abdullah ibn Umar was a young man or a young boy at this time. He said, I thought it was the date palm and I wanted to say it, but I looked behind me to see that I was the tenth and the youngest of the ten men present. Yani there were ten men there from the Sahaba older than me. So he got shy to speak in front of them. That was the adab that the children had in front of the elders. So he didn't say it. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, it is the date palm tree. So the date palm, my dear brothers and sisters, it is blessed. Just like the mu'min is blessed. And the date palm is blessed because its barakah is available at all times of the year, as we've mentioned previously. And its fruits are eaten at all times. And from the date palm is a benefit. People benefit from its leaves. People benefit from its fruit. People benefit from its trunk. And the believer is similar. 
His barakah is continuous at all times and he benefits others at all times and his benefit even continues after his death. His benefit even continues after his death. Just like someone who leaves behind knowledge. He passes away but the barakah of his knowledge continues. Someone that does a sadaqah jariyah, an ongoing charity, he passes away but the blessing of that charity continues and so forth. The second comparison, my dear brothers and sisters, is regarding the heart. The date palm, it has a heart. The date tree, it has a heart. And its heart is beautiful. What's the dalil its heart is beautiful? There's narrations that the Prophet ﷺ, he used to eat it. The heart of the date palm. And we will see. The heart of the date palm, my dear brothers and sisters, is a vegetable that's harvested from the inner core of the palm tree. You can even look it up. You'll see images. It's from, subhanAllah, inside the actual tree. It's from the inner core. And there's narration the Prophet ﷺ used to eat it because it's beautiful. So the heart of the date palm tree is beautiful and the mu'min, his heart is also beautiful and pure. But this is another similarity. The heart of the mu'min is pure and not only is it pure, it's the origin of his purity and his beauty. The asal of your beauty the origin of your beauty and your purification, where does it come from? It comes from your heart. So the heart of the mu'min is filled with the Qur'an and the dhikr of Allah Azza wa Jal and the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His heart carries good and it wishes good for everyone. The heart of the mu'min it wishes good for everyone. It wishes good for the Muslim. You want what's good for your Muslim brother? It even wants good for the kafir. How? It wants him to be guided. It wants hidayah for the non-Muslim. This is the pure heart of the mu'min. And the Prophet said, that verily, there is an organ within the body. If it is upright, then the remaining body is upright. And if it is corrupted, the rest of the body is corrupt. He said, verily, it is the heart. The heart steers the ship. So if the heart is good, everything else is good. If the heart is good, your actions are good. Your speech is good. Your aqidah is good. Your appearance is good. Everything follows the heart. But if the heart is corrupted, everything else is corrupted. 
And the greatest contradiction that we hear from some of our Muslim brothers and sisters is when they say that my heart is good and they bring nothing from the actions of Islam. This is a contradiction. That hadith contradicts these people. How many times do we hear people, you ask him, Ya Akhi, why don't you pray? He says, my heart is good. Why doesn't the sister wear the hijab? My heart is good. No. And Nabi Sallallahu said, if the heart is upright, everything else is upright. But this is a contradiction. Number three. The ulama, the scholars, they say the date palm tree, the older it gets, the more good it gives. The older the tree is, the more fruit it will give. And the mu'min is similar. A person that lives on iman, his long life will give much fruit. His long life will give much fruit. And his actions become better. And he performs more good deeds. A Bedouin came to the Prophet وسلم, and he said, Ya Rasulullah, who is the best of people? This is a Bedouin from the Arabs. He asked the Prophet وسلم, who is the best of people? And the Prophet وسلم, said, the one whose life is long and his actions are good. The one whose life is long, but not only that, his actions are good. Meaning, he spends a long time on this earth in worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the best person. And in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Shaddad, that there were three people who came to the Prophet and they embraced Islam. Three men. They came to the Prophet they came from another tribe. And these three men became Muslim together. When they became Muslim, the Prophet asked the Sahaba, who will look after these three men? Because they were poor. Who would look after them? So the great companion of the Prophet وسلم, Talha ibn Ubaidillah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said to the Prophet وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, I will look after them. So they stayed with Talha radiallahu anhu. One day the Prophet وسلم, he sent out an army to jihad. And one of those three men went out in that battle. One of those three men, he went out in that battle. And he was martyred. He died as a shaheed. Then the Prophet وسلم, sent out another army for another battle 
And then another one of those three went out to that battle. And he also died as a martyr. The third one, because there was three, two have now passed away in battle. The third one lived long and he died in his bed. He died a normal death. After the third one passed away, the Sahabi Talha radiallahu anhu, he said, I had a dream. And I saw these three men who stayed with me and they were in Jannah. He said, I saw the one who died in his bed ahead of the other two. Look at this. The other two died as what? Shuhada. But the one who died in his bed, Talha radiallahu anhu is saying, I saw him in paradise. He was in front of the two that died in martyrdom. He said, so I asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about that. Why would the one who passed away in his bed be ahead of the other two? So when he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, what do you find strange about that? He said, what do you find strange about that? No one is better in front of Allah than a believer who lives longer as a Muslim because of his takbir and his tahleel. Subhanallah. What an amazing hadith. So this shows you, my dear brothers, having a long life is not beneficial. But having a long life in obeying Allah, this is from the greatest things that you can be granted. And that's why a Muslim does not ask Allah necessarily for a long life. Even if you make dua for someone, you don't ask for a long life for them. More correct is to say, may Allah grant them a long life in his obedience. This is the dua. Because a long life with no worship, with no ibadah, what's the use? It's only going to be a burden on the day of judgment. It's not going to be beneficial. For my dear brothers, you must utilize your time. Because if we do not worship Allah from when we are young, it only gets harder to start worshiping Allah when you are old. You must take advantage of your youth. One of the salaf from the pious predecessors, he was traveling. And he was with a group of Muslims and they came to get on a boat. They wanted to get on a boat. And this man from the Salaf was over 80 years old. So all the guys he was traveling with were younger and they all jumped on the boat. And then this man who's over 80 years, he came to the boat and he leaped, he jumped onto the boat. So the other young men, they were impressed. And they said to him, Masha Allah, Tabarak Allah, 
How can you at that age jump like that? Look at his answer. He said, these limbs, my body, I protected them from haram when I was young and Allah has preserved them for me when I got old. What an amazing answer. That Islam is not a deen that you start practicing later on. No. Islam is from when you're born and when you're young and healthy and fit and youth. And that's what Allah loves. The fourth comparison. The date palm is made up of a foundation and branches. And this is the case with many trees. They have a foundation and branches. And the iman of the believer is the same. Your iman is made up of fundamentals and branches. The imam from the Salaf by the name of Tawus rahimahullah, he said, Iman is like a tree. Iman is like a tree. Its foundation, like its trunk or its roots, its foundation is the shahada. La ilaha illallah. Muhammadun Rasulullah. And its leaves and its branches are like such and such and such and such. He said, and its fruit is al-wara. Wara means piety, to be God-fearing. He said, the fruit of iman is wara. He then said, and there is no good in a tree which has no fruit. There's no good in a tree which has no fruit just as there is no good in a person who has no piety. But the iman is like the date palm tree. It has its branches and it has its fundamentals. Number five. The date palm, my brothers and sisters, the ulama, and this is a beautiful point, subhanAllah. The date palm tree is affected by the ground it grows on. And what that means, if the date palm tree grows on good, pure, healthy soil, then it gives off fruit which is beautiful. But if the date palm tree grows on ground which is not good, its fruit becomes not good. The ulama say it develops a thick skin and it rots very easily. So what affects the date palm tree? The ground it lives on. And the mu'min is exactly the same, your environment. If you are on a ground, meaning your environment, is an environment that is pleasing to Allah, then you will be beautiful. 
Just like the date palm's fruit becomes beautiful. But if you are in an environment of fasad and corruption and falsehood, then you will be rotten, just like the rotten fruit. And this is what our deen has taught us. Many examples. Your environment, my brothers and sisters, is the most important thing. You cannot be upright in a corrupted environment. If your friends and the people that you spend time with, the people you are close to, if they are people of falsehood and facade and sin and corruption, you can never expect to be upright. To be upright, you must be in a good environment. That's why you must always befriend and have close to you the best of people. The believers that fear Allah Azza wa Jal. And the environment affects 100%. We all know the story of the Kahf. The people of the cave. Why did they go to the cave? To get away from the environment. Because their city were worshipping idols. So they left. They fled the environment of falsehood. So that they can save their religion. And in the hadith of the man who killed 99 lives. The man who killed 99 lives, he wanted to repent. And he asked the worshipper, not a scholar, a worshipper, I've killed 99 lives, can I repent? And the worshipper said to him, there's no repentance for you. So he killed him and he said, I'll make it 100. Then he found the scholar and he asked the scholar, I've killed a hundred souls. Can I repent? He said, yes. But what did the scholar tell him? You must leave the city you live in and go to that city. Because he knew the environment plays an effect. For my brothers and sisters, it's only a deception from shaitan on us. If we think we can be good, strong, practicing Muslims, if we are in an environment of corruption, you can't. Because Islam is like a structure. And it's like a solid building. You need strong structure around you for you to be strong. But when your mates and your friends are corrupted, you're going to be corrupted. Al-mar'u ala deeni khalili. The person is on the path, the religion of his friends. As the Prophet taught us. Number six. The date palm is the most patient tree. The date palm, my brothers and sisters, is the most, de- is the most patient tree. It can grow and give fruit in the midst of the desert. It's patient with the harsh heat of the sun. It's patient when you don't give it water and food. It remains patient. And it's patient through the storms. How many trees get destroyed in a storm? But the date palm will be strong. It's patient through hardships. And the mu'min is the same. The mu'min 
is patient through trials and tests that come his way. And the believer has all three types of patience. And they are patience in obeying Allah. Because you need patience in obeying Allah. Because you're fighting your nafs. Patience in staying away from the haram. This is the second type. So the first type is patience in obeying Allah. The second is patience in staying away from the haram. Because the nafs ammaratun bisu' The soul calls to evil. So you find yourself as a mu'min fighting your nafs and being patient to not disobey Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's where your ajr is. And the third type is patience with the qadr of Allah. Whatever Allah decrees. Only the mu'min has this. And just as the date palm is patient, the believer is patient. And when you have patience, my brothers and sisters, your reward is so great. What does Allah Azza wa Jal say? وَبَشِّرَ الصَّابِرِينَ أَلَّا صَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهُ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ أُولَئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ Allah says, give glad tidings to those who are patient. Those who when a calamity befalls them, they say, إِنَّا لِلَّهُ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Then Allah says, these ones, those with patience, they are the ones who have three things. أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ Upon them is the salah from Allah. What is the salah from Allah upon us? It is Allah mentioning you in a great gathering of malaika in the heavens. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine you are so patient with what happens that Allah mentions you by name in the greatest of assemblies? That's the salah of Allah upon you. Allah is saying those with patience, they have the salah from Allah wa rahmah and his mercy. Allahu Akbar. Not only does Allah mention you, He has mercy on you. And who is not in need of Allah's mercy? Every one of us is in dying need of Allah's mercy. And then the third one, He says, and they are the rightly guided. Al-Muhtadun. They have guidance. So three things, my brothers and sisters. Salah from Allah, Rahmah, and guidance. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said, the patient person is given three things from Allah. Those three things. He said each one, just one of them, each one is greater than the world and everything in it. Allahu Akbar. And it's true. Allah mentioning us is greater than the world and everything in it. Allah's mercy is greater than the world and everything in it. Us being guided is greater than the world and everything in it. And you being patient, Allah gives you all three. How amazing is this? But patience is a great thing. And the last 
of the similarities, my dear brothers and sisters, between the date palm and the mu'min is the fact that the date palm is a tree which has thorns. The date palm, it has thorns. And we know that a thorn is sharp and it can hurt. And the mu'min is the same. What does this mean? As the ulama, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentioned that the believer has the attribute of sharpness towards the enemies of Islam. Just like a thorn is sharp, the mu'min has the attribute of sharpness towards the enemies of Islam and the evildoers. For he is sharp towards them in force and hardness, just like a thorn. And towards the believer, towards the believer, he is soft and sweet, just like the date. That's the mu'min. He's like a thorn to the enemies of the deen, and he's like a date to the believers. Soft and sweet. And this is how Allah described the mu'min in the Quran. Muhammadun Rasulullah وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah and those with him are forceful against the disbelievers, merciful amongst each other. For this, my dear brothers and sisters, وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدِ it ends our short series regarding the similarities between the date palm tree and the believers. And there could be much more. And you can go and research it yourself. You might come across more that the ulama have mentioned other than what we have covered in our series. Wallahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.